Hi, everyone. My name is Peter Bartell, and I'm an employee relations partner here on the career team at SNHU. Thanks for listening to our liberal arts podcast series. Today, we have our featured guest, Lydia Kikis, Director of Design with Vision Point Marketing here to join us. Lydia, thanks so much for joining us. I'm going to let you give a little background on your company. And today we'll be discussing for the audience specific to the graphic design profession and different career paths one can explore within that. Uh, type of degree. Um, I think Lydia brings a great background, which you all will hear about for that specifically. So again, Lydia, thanks for joining. I'll let you have the floor. Introduce yourself, uh, your background, and anything you'd like to share in the company. Yeah, thanks, Peter. So um, as you said, I'm the Director of Design at Vision Point Marketing. We are a full-service enrollment marketing agency, so we focus solely in higher education. Uh, we are headquartered here in Raleigh, North Carolina, but we also have teammates scattered all over the U.S. in post-COVID world. We um, we have folks in almost every state. It's wild. Um, but my team creates campaigns and branding for colleges, universities, community colleges, and state systems across the country. So we get to work with a lot of really cool clients. We get to visit cool places and just get to do a really fun variety of work in what we do. Um, and all with the goal of you know, advancing higher education and making a change in people's lives. So it's really satisfying work. That's great. That's a space too. I guess it's never going away, right? Higher education. So you'll always have work. Yeah, <laughs> yeah um, I hope so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Awesome. So we'll get started with the questions. Um, Lydia, what are some skills that you think are most noteworthy to have entering the field? Yeah, well, you know, in school, they're going to teach you all the actual design nuts and bolts. But as we all know, there's there's more to um, a career and to your experience in the workplace than just what you learn in school. And to me, some of the things that are really important to hang on to, um, especially as you advance in your career, are flexibility and curiosity. So keeping up with new methods, new technologies, tools, and processes. Um, I remember when I was in school being very frustrated that there was very little like hands-on teaching of like Photoshop and Illustrator and all those tools. But we spent a lot of time on, you know, the, the principles of design and hierarchy and color and contrast and scale and all this stuff. And at the time I was like, but I really just want to Photoshop, you know? And they were saying, you know, you can design in any program if you know what you're trying to do. And so now, you know, a few years later, I'm I'm really grateful that I'm not scared of new products and, pro, um, you know, design software that comes along because it's like, well, this is just another tool. Um, so I'm always going to be able to try something new because I'm not like beholden to Adobe or Figma or like whatever comes along. Um, and now, you know, we think about AI, you know, there's lots of talk in, in our industry specifically and this fear about, you know, how is AI going to change our careers? But we're at a place right now where we have the ability to be part of that conversation and really help define how it's going to change our careers. And I think young designers um, should really be thinking now about how AI can save them time, maybe assist them in their research, in concepting, in a way that doesn't detract from our craft. And, and I know that's a really sort of fraught conversation, the whole AI thing, but, but it is a reality. And I think we're going to need to embrace it and figure out how we can do that to our own benefit, um, again, while, while preserving our craft. Um, so that's more of like a nuts and bolts answer. The other one is a little bit more woo-woo, 
Um, and that's empathy, you know, so like not just for our audiences, but for our clients and something that I've seen happen a lot, you know, as designers and especially as young designers, we often get this sort of um, superiority complex where we consider ourselves sort of the owners of this expertise and we sort of judge others when they aren't as knowledgeable about design as we are. But the thing is, your audience and your clients um, will rarely, if ever, know and understand design terminology like you do. Um, so you have to adjust, you know, how do you present your work? Um, clients in general don't care about the name of the typeface that you're using or why you chose a certain color. Like that level of specificity is just not useful when you're speaking to a non-design audience. So um, you you can't talk about this stuff the way that you did in design school critiques, you know. You should certainly have that stuff in your back pocket um, if you're asked, <laughs> but you really, um, you wanna talk about things like what is this piece saying? What emotions does it evoke? And what behaviors will it inspire in our audience? Because that's really what the client wants to know. And, um, and you know, when you get feedback, their feedback may be confusing because um, they don't have the same specific design language that you do. And that doesn't mean that, um, you know, they are, they're dumb or that they're difficult clients and because they are experts in, things that we are not expert in. And it's just important to remember that. So um, we just, we all have the same goal, which is creating work that is effective and achieves the client's goals. And so being negative or disrespectful about clients, not having empathy for their situations, or even like looking down on their opinions or their feedback, mm -hmm. it's just, it's not productive. It's mm -hmm. not empathetic and it's just not going to advance your career. So I think it's a really important superpower for people to work on and just, you know, understand where is my work going? What is my work yep. saying? And, you know, how can that be about relationships and not just like delivering a thing? I really, really appreciate that answer. And I hope beyond graphic design students, everybody hears that part about um, specificity and um, really putting it in the terms your customer can understand. Um, and specifically the part I love is, look, like you, I think you said it in a different way, no one's great at everything. We all have our own expertise, you know? So I, I love I love how you put that. And, and quite frankly, that's why they're hiring you, right? As a graphic designer with that expertise, it'd be like going to somebody that works on cars. Well, you know, we don't, I may not know cars, you may know cars, the other person that's a trained professional, that's their business. So um, that, that I, love that you put it like that thank you lydia and then on the ai that's that's amazing as well it it that's the reality right it's it's coming into play but i think it's i've heard it put like this too like the the folks that don't adapt to ai and learn it like you said are the ones that are going to be left behind it's not that ai is going to replace us right it's just but you you said resources keep up ai is that's part of that right so i love that yeah, I mean, um, people flipped out just as much, you know, with the introduction of desktop publishing. Yeah. Like, well, this is going to put us all out of work. Well, no, it's going to empower <laughs> you to do even yeah. better work. So yeah. um, I know it's scary, but it's it's right. also exciting. Yeah, great. Awesome. So if a student has no experience, you mentioned um, always staying up to date on the resources and everything. Lydia, where should they start 
um, in order to get experience in the field. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, I mean, the the number one thing that everyone should definitely try to do um, while either in college or during your summer breaks is find an internship. I mean, I know sometimes they're kind of hard to find, but uh, internships are just really incredible ways to learn what it's like working in an agency or a creative department. Um, you're going to get fantastic on-the-job training and skills that you really just can't learn in the classroom, um, and it possibly could even lead to a full-time full-time gig. I mean, we have a lot of full-time employees at Vision Point that started as interns. So, um, but you know, even if it doesn't lead to a full-time position at that company, it it very much shows that you're passionate about your career, that you are anxious to to learn more than even what you're learning in school. Um, and it looks great on resumes. So definitely find an internship. Um, the next thing, and it sort of piggybacks off the, you know, empathy and um, relationships, and that's build a community. So if you're in design school, you already have one, right? Your, your cohort, your graduate class, that is your first sort of design community. And I think um, keeping up with folks like that, celebrating their wins, using them as your network once you get out in the world is huge. Like I have a network just from my college college cohorts um, mm-hmm. that work in places like the New York Times and Facebook and Pentagram and just knowing that like you like, wow, we had the same education and look yeah. where you took it. And and then just remembering that like, oh, you have an end to those things if yeah. if you need them or. Um, so that's just really huge is like celebrating that and keeping up with your professors, you know, like once you graduate, they become kind of your peers and maybe they can become a mentor. So, um, you know, remembering kind of where you came from and and that first network that you had, um, outside of that, you know, there's, there's things like AIGA and creative mornings, you know, chapters that are local all over the country that are built for creative networking. So definitely take advantage of that. They're going to offer things like job postings, career development, workshops, speakers, mentorship opportunities, like just there's so many resources out there um, if you're interested in them. And then um, another thing that I personally love is going to creative conferences. So there are smaller ones. Um, that are kind of regional. My my personal favorite is Creative South that's held in Columbus, Georgia every year. But there's other really great ones like Crop and Circles and Creative Works where you can really meet people and build a community. Um, and then there's the larger ones like Adobe Max, How, AIGA Design. Um, and many of these larger conferences actually have offered their online tickets at a discount or even free online in the past few years, just sort of to make that a little bit more accessible in the COVID era. So there's a lot of really cool stuff out there. And, you know, those are places where you can, um, hear really great origin stories, you know, of other professionals in the field of how they sort of broke in. Um, but also just meet awesome people and see awesome work and just be inspired. And it's just a really, really great sort of um, catalyst, I think, for for any designer's career, even me, you know, 15 years in, I look forward to these conferences as sort of like a little creative boost for me every spring where I just yeah. kind of get like filled back up and excited about it. And so definitely doing that. Okay. I got a couple last ones that are that yeah. are a little bit outside of the box, which I thought yeah. was cool. Something I've actually yeah. learned at conferences. Uh-huh. And that is um, you know, what industries are you interested in? 
you know? So like, if you love history, um, could you intern as a designer at a museum or a library? Like finding ways to merge your interests and sort of create a career opportunity where maybe there wasn't even, you know, a really obvious path there. Um, and on the other side, you know, if you're passionate about a social issue, you know, how might you find ways to bring your creative talent to that issue and help make a difference and maybe create a career path for you there within, within that um, sector. So those are, those are fun ways to do that. And then um, personal projects are also great because you can um, really show your personality while sort of flexing your design skills and creating examples of your work where maybe you haven't been asked to do, you know, branding of XYZ, just go and do it. And you can be really creative. Like what if you made a brand for your dog <laughs> or for yeah. your mom's cookies? You know, what's what's the packaging look like for your mom's yeah. favorite cookie recipe? So these are there's just all kinds of ways to start. I mean, it the the sky's the limit on where you want to enter these, but those are just some that that yeah. I have found really interesting. That's great. I I got a half page of like awesome notes here as, as we're going in everything you know it, it seems like at the core most of it is centered around networking i'll say all of it right because even the ideas like outside the box that you claims i mean you don't get those if you don't go if you don't attend if you don't talk to people at these conferences wherever you're talking to them so i love that at the conferences lydia specifically aren't a lot of them correct me if i'm wrong but they have also hashtags that um they encourage the folks that attend them to like post about the conference on social media as it's ongoing right yeah so you can actually realize oh wow i'm at the same conference as like four or five people i follow on instagram we should meet up you know yep. that happens every year like i won't realize how many people in my sort of creative sphere are in the same cool. room with nice. me and then yeah. i go back and look at stories in the evening cool. like, well, there yeah. Too. <laughs> yeah it's that, pretty neat i love that too because even if like you can't go to that conference but you went to another one right you can still in a way engage with people at that conference so um it's i i love that um the other thing you said was internships which i agree with um and and you're right you get exposure to so many things beyond what you said earlier the nuts and bolts in the classroom um the community i thought was important i wanted to renote that um <laughs> you know i I, I, I envy you, Lydia. That's something that I wish I did more. So I hope the audience is hearing that. Stay connected. Exactly what she was saying um, with that. My college network is what I wish I did more of. But but beyond that, right, stay connected with everybody. And, and also internship. You truly meet a lot of people, whether they're full or part time and um, or other interns, too. So um, I love the chapters idea as well. Just the way to network um locally with groups networking is what it's all about right and don't you feel like lydia like if you ever go to webinars or events or chapters or conferences you always walk in anticipating something but coming out with totally unintended ideas oh yeah i i think i i haven't been to a single conference where i didn't leave with an idea for you know, a, a product for my side hustle or, you yeah. know, an exercise I'd like to try with my team or, you know, a, a campaign idea or something. So yeah. it, it really, I mean, ignition, that's, that's the best word yeah. for it. It really kind of awesome. and um, yep. pokes your brain yeah. in exciting ways. I believe it. Um, 
So what are some specific roles you see graphic design majors thriving in? Yeah, well, my role, of course, so I'm a design director and we make campaigns. And so, you know, advertising is a big one, marketing. Um, but the cool thing about graphic design is it's everywhere. You know, everything visual needs a graphic designer. Now, it may not always have a graphic designer, but it should have one. Yeah. <laughs> so, <Yeah. laughs> um, you know, things like visual branding and motion design, web yeah. and application social media, video and animation, gaming, illustration, typography design, TV, movies, product design, publications, book design. I mean, yeah. anything that needs design, a, a, yeah. a, a creative, you know, designer could could step in. And and within that, you know, you have the ability to do that um, on staff, you know, at an agency or with a company, um, maybe in a creative department within a company, or maybe you might even be the only creative in a company. Um, or you could be your own boss and live the freelancer life. So there's there's just a lot of different ways that you can sort of live out um, all those different career opportunities, depending on kind of like what kind of lifestyle you want to have. It's fascinating. Technology is open. Like you just mentioned 20 doors in 20 seconds, right? And I feel like yeah. that's brought all that about. So um, I, in its to your point earlier too, like constantly learn resources, AI, whatever it is, like, learn it, learn it, learn it. So um, that's great. Uh, Lydia, I want to go back a half step. So yeah. internship, we both agree, it's important. Um, you know, I'm trying to visualize here, you're, you're a hiring manager, I'm sure you've hired people before, you see two resumes of people to potentially interview, let's just call it that in the moment. And you're mm -hmm. trying to decide and you see one without an internship, and one with an internship. It's a pretty easy decision, at least who you're going to more thoroughly read first, right? Yeah, I, I would say so. I mean, um, the res <laughs> it's kind of funny. I feel like graphic design is one of the few fields where uh, your resume is the first lit litmus test of whether you're a good designer. And, and I think designers all need to know that, you know, like if you're sending us just Times New Roman just typed out in a Word document, like... Yeah that's a miss, you know, like this is your opportunity to sell yourself in a very graphic way. So number one, your resume should be an expression of your sort of creative skill set. So yeah. remember that. Um, number two, yes, I absolutely would love to see an internship on that. But beyond that, um, I think once I would dig in and start sort of started looking at a candidate, um, I want to see a website with examples of your work. Perfect. Um, yep. I want that website to be organized in a way that I can see what your strengths are. So not just a page dump of all the work that you've done where I have to click into every project and see, like, look at it to figure out what it is. I want to know right off the bat, like, do you do web design? Do you do branding? Do you do print? And I want to be able to go right there and see all that work because that's what I'm looking for, right? Um, but I think the most important thing and definitely something that is very important to us at Vision Point is just seeing sort of what is your creative process. And that means showing some sketches, showing some wireframes, and then really, really importantly, having just a little sentence or two explaining like what your role was in the project. You know, was was all of this self-initiated? Were you partnering with anybody? What was, you know, what were your goals? What were you searching, like setting out to do? And do you feel that you achieved them? Like that is really kind of like what we really want to see. And that might even be a little bit more important than 
the quality of your work, honestly, yep. is to see that you're thinking about the project holistically. You can yeah. step back and look at the project and say, these were my goals. This is how right. I set out to accomplish this. And here's what my process looked like. So gotcha. that's sort of in a nutshell what I'm looking at when I look at portfolio. Yeah. I think it's important to plan your work and work your plan, right? Yeah. So I, you're right. I think um, seeing somebody can think like that is important. So that thank you for sharing that. Um, anything else that you wanted to add, Lydia, before we wrap up here? I had one more note, and I think this this might be something for maybe a little bit later in your career. So I talked about, um, you know, all the different kinds of design that you can do. And maybe when you're early in your career, you're sort of just, you know, throwing it all out there, trying a bunch of different things, trying to figure out what works for you. And so, of course, all that is going to end up on your website, you know, for the first few years of your career. But I think once you have been designing for a few years, you're probably going to start to notice, like, oh, there's one or two things that I really want to specialize in that I am much better at or, you know, better suited. Um, and what you ought to do then is go back and take all the other stuff off your website. Because you, at that point, you're not trying to show like all the possibilities of things that you can do. Now you're curating like what kind of work you want to get. So um, try to stay up to date with your portfolio and be just as, you know, picky about what work you want to put out there is something that you could do yeah. as, you know, as you are about what you're putting on your site. So, um, yeah. And then, you know, after a few years, go back, take off some of your old projects because right. they're probably right. no longer an accurate, um, mm -hmm. you know, example of your skill set. So yeah, yeah be, be picky about your portfolio. <laughs> I, I love that at that point, because you work to get to that point, right? So like you said, showcase it. Don't be afraid to, and, and you should do it. So thank you. Um, awesome. Well, Lydia, thanks so much for joining us. Um, everybody, thanks for listening. You can access us at any time. Um, I know I'll probably go back a time or two to listen to these points again, because they were so fabulous. There were so many, which were great. Um, so Lydia, thanks again. Thanks so much.